just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back with the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your week's going well. You know what? I hope you take some time away from all this mess on TV and in government. Take some time now and again and just enjoy life. It's summer. There's some nice weather in many places. Um, Just enjoy your time with friends and family. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the country. Because so often, at least in these last four years, we've been caught up so much in this political thing and and all the news and all the scandals and tragedies going on, at some point you've got to live a life. (laughs) Find some joy. Have some fun. Be with family. And that's what I did yesterday, which was a weird day to do it because we knew the indictments were coming down from the Manhattan District against the Trump Organization and Alan Weisselberg. So in the back of my mind, I want to be sitting in front of the TV or in front of the computer or doing whatever I'm doing, reading whatever I'm reading so I could take it all in, understand what's going on, and see where we're headed. But my wife had had uh, other plans for yesterday, and I'm glad she did. Uh, she had set something up with my brother and my sister-in-law and their three grandkids, one girl, two boys, all under 12. And we decided we're just going to go out on the lake, take the boat out, go on the lake, let the kids fish. They love doing that. On this lake, there are certain spots where it's easy to catch crappies and sunfish. They can catch them all day. We know where they are, so we take them there. None of these fish are big or keepers or anything like that, but these kids keep pulling in fish, and they're happy as hell having fun, and that's what it's all about. Spending time with family, doing things that are fun, getting away from the bullshit of the world. So then we're out there for three, four, five hours, something like that. Kids are swimming in the lake. They're fishing. We're cruising around looking at all the sights. And it was a nice day. But I couldn't help myself um, because in the back of my head, I was thinking, well, those indictments are coming down. I'd really like to see what they are. I'm not expecting much, but um, I'd still like to see them. Now, I could have looked at my phone. I'll grant you that. But if you know my wife, and if we're in a situation like we were, and I pull out my phone and start looking at it, I'm in a world of hurt. (laughs) Because my wife ain't having it. She says, if you're going to be with the family and enjoy time, you're not looking at that goddamn phone. Now, my brother's a lot like me, so he starts looking at the phone, and apparently his wife wasn't having it either. He's just as interested and just as uh, uh, attracted to what's going on with the state of politics and the government in this country. So he tried to look at his phone, and they said, no, 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 you're not doing that. And that was the right call. That's what I mean. At some point in time, with all this mess we've had for four years, at some point you got to pull yourself aside and focus on those things that are important. That is finding joy in life, spending time with friends and family, just doing what you like to do. And fortunately, we had that opportunity yesterday, and I'm thankful for it. Of course, we get back, everybody leaves, back home. And now I'm starting to dig into what happened with the indictments with Alan Weisselberg and the Trump Organization and the Manhattan District. And I got to tell you, 
Well, before I tell you that, I'll just tell you what I was going to tell you. If you aren't taking time for yourself, for your family, enjoying life, finding some joy in your life, you're making a mistake. There is nothing more important than that. So if you're as enthralled with some of the things that I'm enthralled with when it comes to news, politics, whatever, you got to get away from it now and again. You're not here to deal in constant turmoil, trauma, and uh, tragedies. At some point, you've got to enjoy your life. That's why we're all doing this. So if you're not doing that, stop it. Do it. Enjoy your life. Be part of your family and friends. Anyway, (laughs) as I say that, I'm going to jump right into the indictments that came down yesterday. And I did a TikTok. I was going to mention that, too. It's interesting. I've been doing a lot of TikToks for a long time. And you do the 60-second thing, and and uh, that's fine. You know, I, I, I grew up in radio, so doing 60-second pieces is kind of second nature to me. Uh, you don't always have enough time to uh, fit everything in, so you got to edit, you got to piece together, and you throw it out there, and you, you do your best. And that's why the podcast was a good idea for me, because this was a spot where I could actually expound on some of those things I'm talking about. I couldn't tell you everything I wanted to tell you in the TikTok, but I can't hear on the podcast because there is no time limitations. And then TikTok threw a hitch into it. (laughs) They said, uh, Rational Boomer, you got the 60 seconds, you got the 15 seconds. Now we're going to give you three minutes. Wow. Well, that's troublesome for me because... You know, everybody in my family knows there's two things you don't do with me unless you want to be stuck for a while. That's put a microphone in front of my face or a camera in front of my face because I can go on forever. Now, I'm not talking about quality information all the time, but I can go for a long time based on (laughs) my past history in broadcasting. So the three-minute thing I found very intriguing, but then I started to overthink it a little bit, and I thought, well, you know, one of the things is people have a short attention span. If I do three minutes every time I do this, it would be easier for me to say more things, but at the same time, are people going to sit through three minutes? Some people will. I don't think all people will. So I decided I'm going to use that three minutes as a resource, If I can do it in 60 seconds, I'm going to do it in 60 seconds. But if I have to go longer, and this happens a lot, if I have to go like 70 seconds, 90 seconds, maybe even two minutes, I'll do that. If that's what it takes to get the point across and get people to understand exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm not going to purposely try to make it three minutes every time because that could get freaking boring. And I think people... Uh, want to be able to get information quickly. And that's why I've always said that uh, if you hear something that I'm talking about it and you want to hear more about it, it's easy enough to just go to the podcast, the Rational Boober podcast right here, because I'll generally talk about the things I talked about in the TikToks or on Instagram or whatever and expand on those. Give the further information that you need in order to be fully informed about any given topic. So, Anyway, if you're watching me on TikTok, be prepared. You might get some longer than usual ones, but you won't get pounded on with three-minute videos. I promise you that. So now to the point at hand, we're talking about the indictments that came down from the Manhattan District in New York, um, delivered to 
the Trump Organization, and to CFO Alan Weisselberg. Now, I'll be perfectly honest with you. When I finally got Ben off the boat, turned on the TV, started reading things online, I was surprised, really, really truthfully surprised. And I have to admit, I, I, was, I was totally wrong in what I told you folks, and I apologize for that. But I wasn't sad that I was wrong. I was happy I was wrong in this case because what I thought was that the Manhattan District would come out and Cy Vance would come out with these low-level crimes, these minor crimes, and put them out there just to set the table and be an appetizer for the main course, which is most certainly coming. Yeah, that's not what happened. (laughs) Apparently, the Manhattan District isn't playing because they came out strong. They came out strong yesterday, and it paints a whole different picture for the process of what's going on with the Trump Organization, Ellen Weisselberg, and uh, ultimately, Donald Trump. And you know, what I said in my TikTok, and I'll say it here too, there's people that annoy me. There's people that piss me off and people that annoy me when I do my TikToks. People who piss me off are the flat-out Trumpers who don't believe anything, spew conspiracy theories. We all hate those sons of bitches. But the other people that kind of annoy me may be allies. And I don't hate them for it. I just get frustrated by it. I feel bad for them because of the way they look at things. And those are the people that constantly tell me, oh, Donald Trump will never get touched. He'll never be accountable. He always slips out from it. He's the Teflon Don. They have this defeatist attitude that no matter what happens, Donald Trump will get away with it because he's rich, because he's famous, because he was president. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to pout. I'm going to say that nothing's going to happen. Well, those people always piss me off because... Maybe it's a mindset for me. Maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's even a strategy. But I don't go into anything, nothing, where I think I'm going to lose. I assume I'm going to win. Now, you don't always win, and you're disappointed by that. You take the hit. You move on and keep moving forward. But some people are so afraid of being wrong that they take the defeatist attitude, and then they just uh, don't say anything when they're wrong. And they're happy they're wrong because they preferred it to go that way. So these people aren't necessarily opponents of mine. They just don't have the positive attitude that I think they should have going into any situation. They just assume it's going to go badly. Well, it did go badly, but not for us. (laughs) It went badly for Donald Trump in a big way. I'm going to... um, just read a couple segments that I got from the Trump mag because they, they, they can sometimes put it in better words than I do. It says the Trump Organization and its chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, have been charged with tax fraud by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, allegedly paying the CFO's chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, $1.76 million off the books meaning he didn't pay taxes on them, to fund a lavish lifestyle, including an Upper West Side apartment and a Mercedes-Benz lease or leases. 
Now, the charges are the culmination of a three-year probe by Cyrus Vance's office that has finally ensnared Trump's business empire. And out come the former president tried, obviously, to avoid. He avoids everything that's negative against him. Now, I'm not going to read forever, but I've got one more segment. The indictment accuses the Trump organization in Weisselberg of engaging in 15-year scheme to evade, and I said scheme, like, like, like a crime family, to evade taxes by concealing from authorities compensation beyond his salary. More than $1 million was provided by the company in the form of expenses for an Upper West Side apartment, according to the indictment, and another $360,000 was for the family's tuition expenses to be paid by personal checks drawn on the account and signed by Donald J. Trump, and later his revocable trust. The company also paid $200,000 worth of Mercedes-Benz leases for Weisselberg and his wife, gave him nearly 30000 in cash, recorded as holiday entertainment, in the company's books, and paid for beds, televisions, carpeting, furniture, and his Florida home. Now, in that scenario, it doesn't necessarily suggest that Donald Trump did anything wrong. But you see, when you get your check every month, every week or every two weeks, you have taxes taken out of it. You're getting paid, taxes are taken out, paid to the IRS, the state, the city, whatever. Now, a lot of times, these bigger companies will try to go under the table, so to speak. Well, listen, I can't give you a raise, so I'll get you a car. I'd like you to I'd like to pay you this much, but I can't, so I'll pay for your apartment. Now, it's fine for Donald Trump to do that. But Weisselberg or any one of us that get those kind of perks, that's regarded as income. That is regarded as income, and taxes need to be paid on it. And apparently, Mr. Weisselberg has not done that. In fact, he got uh, um, money back from the government, the IRS, that he didn't deserve. So, now you look at the charges. Now, here's the deal. The Trump Organization has been indicted. That's not often something that happens. But it's easier to do than sometimes going after individuals. Or sometimes it's a stepping stone to get to those individuals. And that's what we're looking at here. So, the indictment against the Trump Organization amounts to 15 felonies over 15 years, all having to do with taxes and all those sorts of things. And all those people that kept telling me, oh, he's never going to get, nothing's ever going to happen. Well, this says differently, because this isn't nothing. 15 felonies is far more than I ever expected against the Trump organization. And so when you have 15 felonies over 15 years, you have to understand That's bad. But that also suggests a pattern of criminal behavior. This is something they use to enact the RICO Act, you know, the organized crime thing. So that's a problem for Donald Trump. The other problem for Donald Trump is that 
when you indict an organization, you will find that nobody will loan you money, which is hard to deal with when you own a uh, real estate company trying to build buildings and such. But it also will cause the people who you currently have loans with to call them in. Well, we know Donald Trump has like $300 million coming due in the next year or two. He can't pay that. He certainly can't pay off all his loans. So what's going to happen is they're going to take that shit back. They're going to take it away from him. And what that's going to do is break this shitty pants, slurring piece of shit. It's going to break him down completely financially. This guy will be broke. Now, people will say, well, he's been broke before. He's had bankruptcies. He's always been able to come back for it. Yes, he has. But it was a much different scenario. It was before Donald Trump was president. And he was one of those guys that was too big to fail. And there was always somebody coming in to help him out. Dad at first, for obvious reasons. But then the Russians... The Russians gave him all kinds of money when he was broke. Remember when he had all those bankruptcies and he was broke and he thought he was dead, but then he came back and had more money than ever? He didn't earn any money. He got money from the Russians. And the Russians did it to have a certain amount of control in this country. And they got a fucking prize when he became president. And they used that leverage while he was president to get what they want, to do what they wanted. And that's exactly what happened. When he was president, you couldn't touch him because he was president. But now he's no longer president. We've got at least 80 million people in this country that hate this motherfucker. So it's a much different situation. I've said before, Donald Trump will rue the day that he ran for president. Because had he not run for president, he would be able to fly under the radar like he had for 40 years and live out his life, die, and leave a mess when he was dead. But now he's arrogant. He's got to be president. So now it's exposed to the world. People hate this son of a bitch from around the world, and now they're going to expose him for what he is. People love tearing down a success story. Now, this guy isn't even a success story, but somehow he elevated himself to the presidency. Now the tearing down's going to come. All those past years where he's been saved, well, there's nobody left to save him now. So don't tell me he's going to come back from this. He's 74 years old. He's not in good health. He's not of a sound mind. He doesn't have the friends he once had. People are walking away from him because he's a pariah. It's not the same scenario. It's not going to be the same thing. This guy is done. And it's starting yesterday. Now, in addition to the indictments to Donald Trump, or the Trump Organization, I'm sorry, uh, there's Alan Weisselberg. Now, this guy's a kind of a creepy-looking CFO of the organization, been there 50 years when Dad was running the place. He seemed above board. But now he's been charged with um, sweeping and audacious tax fraud. And again, he's tied to the same things that were going on with the Trump Organization. 15 years of doing this shit. 15 counts. It's all on him, too. Because he's running the company. He brought in every bit of money. He knows where all the money went. He knows where the bodies are buried. So his ass is on the line, too. 
this isn't going to be some small affair because if you do uh, tax fraud one year, two years, you're going to go to jail maybe a year, maybe even probation, 15 years consistently. And again, I'll remind you, that shows a pattern of criminal behavior like organized crime. So Mr. Weisselberg has a big fucking problem. And if that weren't enough, he's also being charged with grand larceny, which has a maximum penalty of 15 years in prison. Now, you're probably asking where he got the grand larceny. Well, I'll tell you. The grand larceny came from when he got that tax refund he didn't deserve. So he essentially stole money from the federal government, from the IRS. And you know the IRS, and you know the federal government. You steal money from those guys, they don't fuck around. They're going to go after your shit. Now, a lot of this is to push Weisselberg to talk, to flip on Donald Trump. Now, I thought it was just going to be light stuff to just kind of give him a shove. This is going to put him over the edge. They put that fucker in handcuffs, walked him into jail, into court, and uh, sent, not sentenced him, but they, they charged him. Now, he's out now on his own recognizance. But where the hell is he going to go? They took his passport. But he's in trouble, big trouble. He's 74 years old. He gets 15, 20 years in jail. He's done. That's a life sentence because this guy isn't going to last in jail for 20 years. There's just no way. And if he does, when he comes out, when he's 94, 95, he isn't going to be worth a shit anyway. So he's got a problem. He's going to either have to talk, um, and that's going to be interesting to see what happens. They're also talking about an unindicted co-conspirator. Now, a lot of people are saying, that's Donald Trump. He's just going to get away with it again. It's not Donald Trump because they identified Donald Trump as something else. That is not the unindicted co-conspirator. I'll tell you who I think the co-conspirator is, unindicted. And that is the comp trailer. Remember Calamari? He was the bodyguard who ended up being the comp trailer, worked for uh, Weisselberg and ultimately Trump. Remember they caught him? And remember, he said, yeah, I'll flip. So he flipped on anybody. And he's the smart one because he's probably going to get away with all the bullshit he did because he's turning on Weisselberg and he's turning on Trump. (laughs) Weisselberg should learn a lesson because this Calamari is going to get away very light, if not scot-free, because he's turning on Weisselberg and Trump. He is the unindicted co-conspirator. Don't think Donald Trump has gotten away with it. I'll tell you more in a second. Now, Donald Trump did hear about this, and he, needless to say, has to be shitting his pants. Literally shitting his pants. Because he knows that what already has happened is enough to bankrupt and shut down his company. Take away every bit of money he has, and he doesn't have much, and pretty much make him a broke-ass piece of shit. He knows that's already happened, so he's upset. He's scared. He's nervous. He's not one of these guys that keeps a calm mind. So what he said, of course, and we've heard it all before, this is a political witch hunt by radical left Democrats. This is dividing our country. Really, Donald Trump, 
You are the most divisive motherfucker in the history of this country. You've done more to divide this country in four years than anybody, any president, any human has ever done in this country. You think about it. Look at the Senate. Look at the House. Look at the people on the streets fighting because one guy likes Trump and the other guy hates Trump. You're the divisive motherfucker. This will be actually something that unites people. The 80 million people that voted against you, they're going to come together. And hopefully some of the 70 million people that voted for him will come to see the light and then unite with the people that are thinking logically. Yeah, Donald Trump, (laughs) don't talk about dividing this country. You know all about it by what you did, but this isn't going to divide this country. This may be the one thing that saves this country. It may be the one thing that finally saves democracy. The one thing that you tried so fucking hard to break, to destroy. So, you look at all that. That's a mess. That's a big problem for Donald Trump. But what you have to understand, and this came out in the, uh, um, the New York Times just with this other stuff that came out about it. What you have to understand is the Manhattan District stated as much in their indictments. The New York Times has reported as much that this isn't all of it. This is just the start of it. And from what the New York Times says, the next step is more focused on Donald Trump. You see what's going on here. They start at the foundation. They chip away at it. They take the lower-level people. They indict them, looking to get them to flip on Donald Trump. Now, they may not have gotten Weisselberg yet to flip on Donald Trump, but i got to say, they've got some pretty good leverage now, so we'll see what happens. But clearly, Calamari, the comptroller, has already flipped on Weisselberg, and you can bet they've flipped on Donald Trump, too. So the next time we start to see indictments, maybe toward the end of summer or fall, it's going to be all on Donald Trump, and the shit's going to come raining down on him. So for all you folks that think that nothing's going to happen to Donald Trump, I beg to differ. I think the facts prove that out. And you need to start looking more positive at this. Truth does ultimately win. Good always wins in the end. It may take some time. We may have to go through some shit, but it's going to win. And Donald Trump is on the run now, and they're not going to stop until they get him. Trust me on that. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. We got some other shit to talk about. We'll be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So the Republicans had the opportunity, the Republicans in the Senate, had the opportunity to have an investigation of the January 6th insurrection with a full Congress, bipartisan, do it fairly, lay it all out, find out what happened. But the Republicans didn't want that. You see, they were concerned about what would come out because they were involved. 
They've been backing this all along, saying it's tourists, saying it wasn't a big deal. It was BLM. It was Antifa. It was the FBI. They got a new fucking story every time they come out. They just can't admit that it was a bunch of white supremacists who follow the Republicans and most specifically Donald Trump. They could not admit that. And they were afraid if they did admit that, it was going to hurt them in the 2022 election. So they said, no, we're not doing this full Congress investigation. No, we're going to use the filibuster and shut you down. That's what Republicans do. And they thought they fucking won, but they didn't. No, no, no. There's a lot of people that hate Nancy Pelosi. I don't even know if I'm a big fan of Nancy Pelosi, but she's a bad bitch. (laughs) She knows how to play this game. She's as tough or tougher than Mitch McConnell. She knows what she needs to do, and she has a big heart on for Donald Trump and the Republicans at this point. So you can bet if she has the opportunity to take these people down, take the people responsible for the insurrection down, she's going to do it. And she is currently in the process of doing such. So she's pulling together a select committee to investigate the January 6th insurrection. Now, the difference between this and uh, what they could have done, the Republicans could have done with the full Congress thing, is this isn't bipartisan. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's really controlled by the Democrats. And the way it shakes out is you have these hearings. Now, these hearings will be on TV, probably. So all the information that comes out will be out there for everyone to see. Exact opposite of what the Republicans wanted. And they can't stop this because the Democrats control the House Nancy uh, Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House, and she's going to do what the fuck she wants to do, and that's what she's doing with this select committee. Now, on this select committee, she gets to pick eight Democrats, don't have to be Democrats, but eight Democrats to sit on this investigation. Now, the Republicans have the opportunity to place five of their people on this, too. Yes, there will be some Republicans here, but they do get to uh, they, they do get to give their input, you know. So the common thought would be that Nancy Pelosi would put eight Democrats in, they'd put five Republicans, they'd fight it out, but the Democrats have the majority, so they would pretty much control everything. But that wasn't good enough for Nancy Pelosi. She was a smart woman. She decided that she would try to give the impression of bipartisanism by putting Liz Cheney amongst her eight picks. Now, the reason she did that, of course, is because Liz Cheney spoke out about the insurrection, spoke out about Donald Trump. She's dealing with truth and justice as opposed to all the lie bullshit that the Republicans are doing, and she's become an outcast from the Republicans. They took away a a leadership role in the House when she did that for simply telling the truth. So Pelosi knows that she will seek the truth. Now, Liz is a very highly conservative woman. Her father was an evil son of a bitch. 
She's not somebody I would vote for, but I feel confident that she will seek the truth, and she knows what was wrong with the insurrection and all of the Trump administration. So she'll be a good person to put there. Nancy Pelosi knew it would also piss off, absolutely piss off, the Republican Party and Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader in the House. And oh, he's pissed. He came out immediately and said, if anybody goes on that on that uh, side of the, the, the aisle with the uh, Democrats, they could lose all their committee appointments. Well, now, Liz has already lost her leadership role. She deal, does still have some committee appointments. But Liz says, fuck that, I don't care. Because Liz is making a calculated response to all this mess with the Republican Party, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But So Kevin's all upset about that. Then he got heat for saying, I'm going to take away committee appointments. He said, I never said that. Well, it was on fucking videotape, buddy. You did say it. Now that you know that you're stupid and it was the wrong thing to say, now you want to back off, but that uh, that doesn't explain away the fact that you fucking actually said it. So it's hard to understand what he's going to do. But Nancy Pelosi put Liz Cheney amongst her eight. It's going to be interesting to see what the Democrats want, or the Republicans want to do with their five. Now here's something important to note. Nancy Pelosi, because she's in charge, can veto anybody they decide to put up. Matt Gates says, I'd like to be up there. Marjorie Taylor Greene said, I'd like to be up there. But these motherfuckers were probably involved in the goddamn insurrection. How in the world would you put them on an investigation? And Nancy Pelosi isn't going to allow that. Kevin McCarthy will say, how about Marjorie Taylor Greene? She's got nothing going on. All her committee assignments have been taken away. Nancy's going to say, no, fuck that. Try again. So there will be some Republicans on this on this investigation, but it won't be these people that were actually involved in this. That makes no sense. That's corrupt to even think that you could do that. So this is going to be an interesting situation. As I've said, what's going to happen is they're going to have this investigation. The Democrats are going to be in control. Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy are pissed because they fucked up. They made the wrong choices. Mitch should have agreed to the bipartisan investigation. But no, he thought he was smarter than that. Turns out he's not. Kevin McCarthy's pissed because some of his own people are going to work against them. And he's upset about it. And he doesn't know what to do about it. He spewed out the idea, made threats, and then he got kicked back, and now he's got to come back from that. See, that's what these Republicans do. They're bullies. They think they can get away with anything. And now, all of a sudden, they're getting away with nothing. So they're making stupid mistakes. They're saying stupid things. So... It's going to be interesting to see how this investigation goes. And it could go for a while. And one of the things you have to understand is there's going to be a lot of things exposed we don't know. There's going to be a lot of things proved that we think we know, like sitting people in, sitting members of Congress who helped plan and uh, guide these people once they came in the building. We know that happened. We know they gave tours at a time when they shouldn't have been giving tours because of COVID. And we knew it was the day before they fucking crashed into the U.S. Capitol. So it's a foregone conclusion 
that these people were involved, the way they talk, the way they act, the actions they took. They were involved. They need to be exposed. They need to be expelled. And they need to be tried for treason. So we'll see if that happens. But it goes back to what I've said before. People say, oh, the Republicans are going to win in 2022 in the Senate and the House. And then we're screwed. Joe Biden won't be able to do anything. No, that's not going to happen. And here's why. Because between now and 2022, so much shit is going to be exposed. All this stuff is coming, raining down. Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, they'll be exposed and laid bare. The insurrection will be opened up. We will know all, and that will be laid bare. And you know what? Every step of the way, it can be laid on, and, and, and Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, the Trump Administration, and uh, the Republican Party will be responsible for a lot of bad shit. And when that comes to light, nobody's going to vote for these people, certainly not enough to win elections. Fact is, they're probably going to lose a lot of elections that they thought they were going to win. These people that are allegedly normal, that are Republicans, that still are in line with Donald Trump, are going to get their asses kicked because he's going to be exposed for the criminal, treasonous piece of shit that he is. And they've been aligned with him all along. Now, someplace between now and 2022, they're going to have to separate themselves, but they haven't yet. They should have separated themselves the moment he lost the election, but they didn't because they felt like the base and the people that support him, were there were too many, and they didn't want to lose those votes. Well, once again, they will find that they made the wrong fucking choice because when it comes down to it, it'll be too late to step back. And these people will take their toll. They'll take a toll in their elections. And that's what's going to happen in 2022. If you were unsure that that was going to happen, these indictments that came out should be proof to you that um, shit is starting to come down in far, as far as the Trump administration and his criminal behavior. But now we've got the insurrection information coming out. And that's going to be hanging over these people's head. When you've got five or six people in the Republican Party helping people uh, incite and guide an insurrection, that can't do well for your party. Even if you weren't involved in the crime, the fact that you supported the people that committed the crime to the very end, you're going to pay the price for that. People aren't going to forget that. And if the Democrats are smart... If they're smart about this, they will keep pushing this for the next year and a half up until the election. There'll be videos. There'll be exposures of everything that comes out now. And it will be repeated and drummed in people's heads. So when it comes down to election day, everybody knows what happens. Everybody has seen the crimes committed by Donald Trump, by the Republican Party, by the Trumplicans on the streets. They do that. And there's no chance that the Republicans are going to win shit in 2022. And then if the Republicans don't win in 2022, here's the deal. The Democrats will have power. Now, you might be excited about that. And maybe that's good at first. But remember, the Democrats prior to Donald Trump weren't a lot better than the Republicans. We have problems with them. And I'm going to do some TikToks and some other podcasts about that. But... 
as soon as we get the Republicans and all these treasonists wiped away, we got to keep a close eye on the Democrats. You give anybody full power and you got a problem. I don't care how nice you think they are. These people have pro- proven that they will take advantage for their own benefit at every turn. And that's Democrats as well as Republicans. It's just now that Republicans are worse because they're fucking criminals and treasonous as well. But the Democrats, once they're completely in power, once they're doing what they're doing, we must keep a close eye on them. We must keep pressure on them. Because it's not about Democrats versus Republicans. It's not about Republicans versus Democrats. It's about us against both those motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? These people have never really been working for us. They've been working for themselves and their rich benefactors. This is a perfect time to change that whole scenario. Everything is being exposed. We need to lay it bare for the Republicans, but we need to put the Democrats on notice and say, yeah, this ain't going to happen again. You're either working for us or you're working against us and you're going to get the fuck out of here because we'll vote out Democrats as well as Republicans in a New York minute. So, (laughs) you know, it's 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 funny as I watch politics. I've been really against Donald Trump and the Republicans because of all the horrors that they've committed on this country. And people will constantly accuse me of being a liberal Democrat. And I'm not. I never have been. The fact of the matter is I support the Democrat liberals right now because it's the only way to get these criminals out of here. They're a means to an end. But if we get to the point where the Democrat liberals are in control, don't think I think we're in nirvana here, that everything's perfect and it's going to go smoothly, because I know better than that. I'm 61 years old. I've seen a few presidents. I've seen Democrats. I've seen Republicans. They all fuck up, and they all do bad things to the people who pay their salaries. So just be ready. We need to shut down the Republicans. We need to shut down Donald Trump. We need to shut down the Trumplicans. And then we need to reset, get what we can out of this with the Joe Biden thing. Because I think Joe Biden, honestly, is just trying to do the right thing. He's a cagey guy. He doesn't seem like it, but he is. He's been in Congress for 40 years. He's been in the Senate for 40 years. He's he knows what he's doing. He also knows that come. 2024, he's probably not going to run again. He's 82 years old. He's really a one-term president by choice. He said that he's a transition president. He knows that. What's going to happen is some other Democrat, maybe uh, Kamala Harris or maybe somebody else, will run in 2024 against a Republican, will probably kick his ass or her ass because of all the shit that will come out between now and then. The other thing that will happen, too, is because Joe Biden, I think, is just trying to do the right thing. He has nothing to lose. All he has to do right now is work on his legacy. He doesn't have to worry about making more money or making friends or doing anything like that. All he has to do is go out and try to leave a good legacy. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, not that he's a great president, but if he does what he wants to do, he will be one of the most beloved presidents in our lifetimes. 
because he will do more for the middle class. And I'll tell you what, everybody's talking about this infrastructure thing. They want to do the bipartisan one and then then the bigger one. I hope they do that because when they do that, it's going to make the economy go nuts. People are going to be happy. People are going to get jobs that pay better. It's going to do wonders for this country. The Republicans don't want that. Because they don't want the Democrats to win. Not because they care about us. They don't give a fuck about us. They don't want the Democrats to win, so they don't want this to happen. So who pays the price? You and me. We don't get the infrastructure we need. We don't get the jobs we need. We don't get the health care, the, the, the Social Security, and all this stuff. We don't get that. We're the ones that pay the most money into the government. We should get the most benefit. Somebody want to debate me on that? I'd be happy to fucking do it. But you can't win because if you're an investor, do you put your money in the things that are that are bringing you money? Do you reinvest in those things? Or do you invest in those things that are a fucking bottomless pit that you never get anything out of like the rich? They don't pay taxes. Which one do you do? Well, of course, you, you, you cultivate the, the uh, productive part of your investment. And we, the middle class, upper middle class, lower middle class, middle class, we're the most productive people in terms of providing money to this government. So it only makes sense that you reinvest into us. And you're not really even reinvesting because you're giving the money we already gave you back to us. It's not hard to fucking figure out. So a lot of things going on in government. And when I do this, I try to explain it in fairly simple terms so people understand it, because I think when you watch the media, it's very convoluted, very convoluted. And it's sometimes hard to understand. For whatever reason, I've been able to watch things throughout my life, kind of boil them down into something simple that I can understand. And because I have a background in broadcasting and such, uh, somehow I'm able to spill it out back to you. And hopefully by doing this, I'm doing some good, and then all of us can do some good. Anyway, I've ranted on enough for another Rational Boomer podcast. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I hope you have an awesome weekend. And remember what I said, by all means, get out there, have some fun, have some joy, enjoy your life, spend time with friends and family, because that's really the most important reason why we are here in the friggin' first place. So, we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.